You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Soft Machine Third. In the room, I have Adam, hey. Rob, Yo. Ben, Hello. John, yeah. and Grady. Hi. Third is the guess what? Third studio album by the jazz rock band Soft Machine, released on the sixth of June, nineteen seventy. The producer was Soft Machine, and the genre is Canterbury scene, jazz fusion, progressive rock, experimental rock, and free jazz. And from All Music Review, Peter Kurtz. Soft Machine plunged deeper into jazz and contemporary electronic music on its pivotal release, which incited the Village Voice to call it a milestone achievement when it was released. It's a double album of stunning music, with each side devoted to one composition, two by Mike Ratledge and one by Hopper and Watt, with substantial help from a number of backing musicians, including Canterbury Manstays, Elton Dean, and Jimmy Hastings. The Ratledge songs come closest to fusion jazz, although this is fusion laced with tape loop effects, hypnotic, repetitive keyboard patterns. Hugh Hopper's facelift recalls 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson, although it's more complex with several quite dissimilar sections of pulsing rhythms, chaotic horns, and keyboard sounds over dark drones. Not exactly rock, Third nonetheless pushes the boundaries of rock into areas previously unexplored, and it manages to do so without sounding self-indulgent. A better introduction to the group is either of the first two records, but once introduced, this is the place to go. All right, what do we think of Third by Soft Machine? Yes! Some rips. Oh. Um, Interesting. I liked it. We got some gays, we got some huhs. What do we think? I, dude, I, I, you sent that YouTube clip of them playing live, and I was like, God damn it, why is this happening to me? But then I actually sat down and listened to the record, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, these people are just... Insane musicians who can count super well, and it, it tickles all of my, it checks all the boxes, I should say, of things I like. I like multi-metered stuff. I like crazy musicianship. Uh, I like, like synthesizers. Sy- I keyboards. like synthesizers and keyboards, and you know they don't sing for the most part, which helps me out sometimes too. And the, <laughs> the choice of instrumentation doesn't make any fucking sense, like in rock, but. This is works rock, so well in for this. Just weird little saxophones, just <laughs> hiding, uh, just hiding in the wings, and well, yeah. And sometimes not being able to tell exactly what is making that noise. Who the fuck knows half the time? Great little <laughs> thought experiment. Um, but just I, I never listened to any Soft Machine before, and this, I mean, this is all certainly right up my alley. It's got 
noise. It's got music concrete. It's got you know tape loop stuff. It's got some minimalism. It's got open free jazz. It's got just sick fucking grooves. Um, good, yeah, good playing all over, and they it keeps expanding. And I mean, uh, that that note about not being self indulgent. I mean, it's 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 interesting because I, I don't think it is either. It's it because it's it's all in. It seems so intentional and. and and even the the open, more experimental improvisations or, or whatever, they, they they keep going places. They keep going new places and yeah. they keep expanding and doing something different and and something that I have never heard from anything of this era short of, you know, uh, avant-garde classical music um, or, or um, like, the, the, like the OG, like electronic music guys. Um. It's a really good point on the improv stuff and it going places because honestly we haven't had that in in this form. Well, uh, I think a lot of it is due to them chopping up there the sections. A lot of, a lot of editing. They did yeah. a lot of editing. I was wondering about that. And so like on this song Facelift that we're listening to, I thought it felt so disjointed because I thought it was like it makes perfect sense because all the parts are interesting. But since they're chopped up, it feels like you just chopped up those songs and then made oh, the that song was, out of, the, of the, the most interesting parts of your improvisation. I mean, it's called, which is it's called cool. facelift. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. Always, yeah, yeah. And it, it makes sense. I mean, there's tons of bands that do this like improv and then they pick a part from there. Uh, pick certain parts and then try to incorporate those into a, a co- cohesive song. There was Here, some of that happening just, on like Bitches Brew, wasn't there? Uh, like, in a silent way, in a silent way, in a silent way. In a silent way was the one that we actually both really, really liked, yeah. and it was the one yeah. that was uh, spliced up in the studio to yep. make it palatable to <laughs> our our ears, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> our jazz hating ears. So maybe. Well, you can't say you hate jazz anymore, Rob. This is a milestone moment. I got jazz all over me. I will say you got jazzed on. <laughs> this album's got a, a a high cost of entry. The first five minutes of it, mm-hmm. I completely agree. I find, <laughs> I find hard to deal with. And going into my 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 very first listen, clean slate, never had no idea what to expect. Having that be the first five minutes. Had it gone on for another minute, I would never have made it to anywhere else yeah. on the album. Because I, I thought, I'm like, is it going to be two discs? Of this, that's a ballsy move. Because I can't do that. <laughs> I think they were trying to do something like with like the orchestra tuning kind of idea, where you know it's just like everybody's getting in, but it goes on for so long. And I get the idea that you're they're trying to introduce a that hey, this is going to be a little challenging. You know, they're trying to introduce that idea to the listener by putting that there. But let's let's not call it. Never indulgent. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like, let's just... I, I think there's some really cool stuff happening on this record, but, like, that's an indulgence. Yes. <laughs> well, all music is an indulgence in this oh, record. Oh, like I mean, five minutes if, if we're going to have... A, if we're going to create an album just... like this, then they're going to give the space they need to whatever whatever parts of the music. I, I mean... And that is an indulgence. Yeah. yeah. Having like, one, well, one song in, in, aside is an indulgence. This is, well, this is not And you can apply that to, to most I'm, things. I'm just then. trying to be objective. Really no, no, but you can... But by cutting it up, that is less indulgent because they're like, we'll give you, you know, the good parts. I think the well, editing Unless they cut it up only to do a four-minute outro of that song in reverse, which is really cool, very indulgent. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's a hilarious write-up for this album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, get your head straight, man. So so case in point about what Ben was saying, yeah, it's the end of Facelift. It's the song played forward and backwards at the same time, right? It's like, it's two different 
it, it's layered because it's it's like I think it's that part played backwards and then a different part on top. from a different thing played backwards on top of it. Yeah. So it's like two backwards melodies intertwining, and it, I think it's neat. I think it's really cool. It's absolutely indulgent. Yeah, it's it's studio magic, you know, fun fun with gear. Yeah. But uh studio is an instrument. Rob likes studio as an instrument. God damn it. Uh, that's that's a but, reductive approach though. That yeah. this entire thing is meant to be experimental. And just because it's not up some people's alley doesn't mean that it's self-indulgent. Self-indulgent. No, it is up my alley. I really like it. Well no, but self-indulgent is more of a pejorative term meaning lazy or hedonistic or something. And and this is not what this is. This is a sonic exploration into all these newer areas and sometimes i mean a big drone if you're going to fuck around with various frequencies and overtones that needs to unfold over many minutes and that's what? just how this sort of music works so what it's not self-indulgence they... it's just executing the type of music that they want to make what could they have done on this like two hours of music that would make you admit okay that was indulgent <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 That's a great question. I don't really, I'm not listening to it that for way. that sort of a thing. I'm listening to it to see what where they go with everything, and they seem to go exactly where the hell where the hell they want to go, yeah. um, and that's not self-indulgent to me. That's just them playing the music that they want to play. I think we're, we're hung up on this word, and yeah, the words I, from this review, and I think that word just doesn't belong in the review. That's all I was yeah, trying to say. That could be that's good. all I was trying sure. to say. away from indulgences. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of Robert Wyatt's vocals? I hate it. I hate them. Uh, on Moon and June? I hate yeah. that Well, this was apparently the last song yeah. they ever did with vocals. Yeah. So, yeah. Some I, was the last song they ever did those notes It's the last thing they did with Robert Wyatt, too. The, uh, my experience with, with this, this is the first time I've heard it, and I, I went into facelift being like, this is weird. Okay, they're kind of doing the tune-up thing, like you were saying, and then I love the, like, the Moog where they're like, it sounds like chaotic and then it comes in and you're like, Oh, this sounds exactly like it, like some free form jazz, you know, uh, stuff. And then the second song I was like, yeah, uh, I don't know about this. And then the third song I was like, no, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. And then the fourth song is, I was like, fourth this is, is the incredible. best song I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, but it was like crazy. Peaks because and valleys. When the end, yeah. It was like, I was, I was like on this, like, yeah. Up and down, up and down. Every every like moment from moment, you know, because they're they're splicing in these different tracks. And I was like, this is a cool part. And then the next part, I was like, eh, not so much. Oh, this is a really cool part. And then yeah, it just kept going back and forth. Like the the end of uh, number two and the end of number three had this like really cool parts within them, but they initially just start with. Stuff I just don't like. I took buy. some notes on Moon and June in real time as I was listening yeah. to it. Yeah. So it says, like, 10 seconds in, vocals by Robert Wyatt. One minute, 15 seconds. Annoyed by vocals. <laughs> Three minutes. Very annoyed by these vocals. Three minutes, 19. Fuck this Sid Barrett shit. Four minutes, 13. Abort! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> three days in, I'm like, hungry and annoyed. It's like reading like an astronaut's journal as they're like careening towards a planet. That's like great. I love it. Yeah, the vocals were uh, a, a low point, I think. Yeah. Do you that, think they were an indulgence? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, uh, so the first one is by Hugh Hopper, second by Ratledge, third by Watt, and then the fourth is by Ratledge, mm-hmm. is what they, they cite them as. I, I assume that the band had a lot to do with it being you know, sort of improv. It feels or, like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, those, maybe like a, some key riffs those, or something. Those key, yeah, elements. But yeah, I could definitely say Watt can just, well, yeah. he can just leave that or off. Wyatt? Is it Wyatt? Wyatt? Wyatt, sorry. Yeah. Tragic story, Robert Wyatt's uh, quadriplegic now. He's paralyzed from the waist down because he fell out of a fourth floor window drunk at a party what? in like 73. Oh my God. And so that, just a little bit after this. That ended his drumming career. So he uh, kind of learned how to play, or I'm sure he already knew how to play, but got better at playing keys after that, and now he mostly does, like, key stuff and, like, hand percussion. Wow, I mean, hey. Yeah. Like, that's amazing that he was able to continue to be a musician. Yeah. Wow, fourth story. Fourth story. Stay away from windows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Elevator shafts, too. Yeah, stay away from those. And handguns. Volcanoes. Yeah. You know, just things to stay away from. Sharks. Alcohol. Yeah. Chicken. <laughs> Airplanes with other celebrities. Churches. Birch, yeah. I thought track two was uh, maybe my favorite track. Slightly all the time. I I liked it, but I felt like the um some something about that that bass, it just carries Is that what we're hearing right now? Yeah. Yeah. And it just carries throughout the entire track. It's and I was like a lot. This doesn't seem to be um it just didn't go a place that I, I necessarily wanted it's to It's really from. modal bass, and it's a most notes wins kind of playing. Yeah. That but it just stays in that groove. He doesn't I under, really I understand vary that, from that groove. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, I do appreciate that. Uh, the group sort of having that. A little too busy all the time, though. No, no. It's just that, that, that bass just kind of sitting right there. It just... For some reason, I think it just struck me as just. Not I think part of that's that the mix. That might be why in the mix, song, yeah, is a little yeah, high. I think it's a little high in the mix, yeah. and it's also a really trebly mix really for punch, the bass. Yeah. It's a really punchy bass. So it that, sticks that out. Sticks out, and right. you hear that almost yeah. more than you hear what might be considered like the lead instruments. Right. right. So then it makes it feel samey. I think yeah. it's actually a production error. Yeah. If it, if it I had think the bass groove, might be what grounds me to the track. It's a good groove. Yeah. And other people can I wish they had moved it up and down more, though. I wish they would have featured instruments and then like pulled stuff in and out a little more but that's just yeah. a that's yeah. such a you know yeah it's, it's a nitpicky <laughs> thing I mean yeah. I like Love Supreme and that sort of like yeah. redundant sure. you know sure. uh, keep that it sci- mo- cyclical mo- uh, and this has mo- a bit mo- of a Love mo- Supreme mo- vibe I think so too I think yeah. this yeah. song um, jumping ahead to the fourth track if yeah, if, uh, if you don't. That's mind. one you love. Right? Oh, you want to you want to oh, skip yeah. Moon in June? Guys? Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> no, no, that was a joke. I, I was thinking about <laughs> when I was listening to this album earlier. Like, what if Earth. every single album we did, we had to talk for the entire length of the album? Oh my gosh, um, we did that with the White Album, dude. <laughs> but we kind of did. That's true. And I had a lot of fun with that. All things must pass is coming up. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but with track four, because it, it's bookended by some awesome synth stuff. And Rob being more versed in that, what is, what did it take to sequence? Are, are, I'm assuming these are Moogs, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I didn't look up what the. Uh, um, I mean, what was, was sequencing like at this stage? And, you had a series of like eight 
track sequencers uh, stacked that you could, like, you know, run through. It, it was, I mean, really primitive stuff, but, sure. you know, if you put four 16-track, or four 8-track sequencers, like, and run, like, different permutations through them, you, know, the, you still have, po- like, endless possibilities for, like, what you can do, like, uh, yeah. totally, but... Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff, the, the beginning is, and end of this song, I mean, this could be an ambient album from the last decade. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, Boards of Canada yeah, is oh one of my God. go-tos, and yeah. I had never listened to this album, and as soon as this it, came on, I was like, oh, well, my gosh, I, this, I, is, this is them. Like, this is exactly what I listen to mostly... Do. Like ambient electronic music, and this is yeah. This sounds like, I mean, it's amazing that this is 1970. Yeah. Um, what, what's going on here? Yeah, um, that was that was blowing my mind. But not really so early. But I mean, no, I mean, I say that but also because they can do it. But no, I was no, just surprised like, that someone. They, some people have had had access. Some people have had access to these big modulars for two years now. Sure, and, I guess it's the first thing on this list. figured it out. <laughs> the first thing on this list that we've heard where it's actually sounding... Yeah. Like they're absolutely. competent uh, electronic musicians going on. Because, I mean, yeah, this, this has existed in big rooms, you know, room-sized synthesizers at Princeton and whatever else for a couple of decades. Mm-hmm. But um, hearing it in any way in the mainstream, um, this, I mean, again, this first first on the list. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much of this is just, like, they they cut some tape up and then like start start mess with it because well, Terry, Terry Riley was mentioned in one of the one of the things that I read and he was certainly doing a lot of this sort of work uh, the tape loop stuff um, along with Reich but this this has Riley's sort of fingerprints on it in terms this is of definitely backwards tape. oh yeah 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 no, it's, it's beautiful like it, yeah, it's, it really is. Yeah. But then they, then they go into those those proggy things where it's you know a bunch of nine and maybe a ten and, uh-huh. and whatever else and and you know that yes it's you know, and it's great but it's so easy to fuck that sort of music up like if you're constantly changing meters and doing stuff like that you you really need to make it groove and you need to make it interesting other it, otherwise it just sounds masturbatory yeah and it can get really obnoxious it can but this did it, it didn't, for me no, it yeah I, I thought it was all yeah. very well. Um, so, thought through, and when anytime you were worried maybe it would start getting too repetitious, they would they would change it up and do something new and introduce a new element. And, and no, it was it was consistently rewarding throughout this entire listen. songs are so similar in length there's a 30 second difference between or no sorry a one minute two second difference between the shortest track and the longest and i actually think it's a really practical way to make this crazy album is to basically say okay well um there's there's it's basically four pieces like four almost like a classical sweets yeah exactly and so i think it's an interesting idea that um 
It's as a the, listener, uh, the opposite of like the cap, like trout mass. That's exactly where, where what I'm trying to like, say. Here's 20 to 30. Packs. I was going to bring up beef heart because <laughs> I kind of think if there's something, um, as, at least as far as talking about it for this book goes, there's something kind of practical about it where, um, I mean, maybe it's a little harder because it's long to discuss how we feel about it, but maybe not. But, uh, the, I think it's interesting because as a listener, you can say, I don't care for Moon and June, so I'm going to listen to these sides. You never even have to put it on. You don't even have to skip ahead. Yeah. You just, like... If and you, you have, probably keep replaying that one side over and over again. You find the one that you like. That's what I'm that's saying. I bet, one, yeah. I bet people picked... I'm just trying to imagine when it first came out. I bet people picked their favorite one and listened to that. Like, because that's enough. Like, if yeah. you wanted to share it with somebody, you just pick the one that you think is your favorite and you put that on for 18 minutes. It's kind of... Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a kind of approachable way to listen to some challenging music and just say just listen to this one. Yeah, kind of cool, fellas. I gotta run. Uh, I really like the record, and people should listen to Third by the Soft Machines. <laughs> you get a plus from Rob. <laughs> plus from Rob. <laughs> Let's see you, bud. A plus. Later, losers. See you, bud. Uh, I was uh, reading the Wikipedia page uh, on this album, and it was it was late at night, and. I, I wasn't 100% sober by any means. I was yeah. just chilling out listening to records. And uh, the first sentence for one of the excerpts says, Facelift is the most radical track. And I was like, far out, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably is, though, right? It has oh, the most cuts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Most cuts, it's certainly and, the And, and that's the how most Wikipedia difficult. meant it. Yeah. But uh, when, I, when I read it, the way it hit my brain was like, like Wikipedia was like my buddy. He's like, Hey man, Facelift's the most <laughs> radical track. If you, if you want to hear something rad, put yeah. on. Y'all like text the most noise, the most yeah. drone, yeah. the most. Yeah. Can we ask what everyone's on. favorite side is? I would go with four. I would just say four. I would go four. As well. One after the six minute mark for me. Oh, okay. second yeah. for me. I mean, two is good. I like one. I I really like the introduction, but I also like that sort of stuff. So it, yeah. it really it depends on your sorts of taste. And I, yeah. I think this album honestly has a lot of different types of experimental music for different tastes. I, I think it's a great jumping off point for this. I mean, whatever kind of music. Yeah, I would go yeah. four, one, two, three. Kind of like mm. most That's... people would say about Rocky. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, yeah, this is, yeah, this is definitely it's the Rocky album. Oh if my you God. like Stallone and you like boxing, you'll love the Soft Machine. Although, but then what about Rocky Balboa? That's pretty tight too. Is <laughs> <laughs> that six? I don't even. I think no, I it's like, I think like two best. I, I like one and four, kind of like tied for second, and and then three, like. Just not fans, though. Yeah, I, it's it's, the it's really it's the vocals, vocals really it's the vocals. Yeah, it, it makes it hard to. I wonder if that song would have been more approachable with like that really soft modern technique of just cleaning it up. E- sure. Even if even if his voice sounded nicer or smoother, he's still scatting and talking about British countryisms in a like stream of consciousness <laughs> style about oh it's nice to get quite brown when outside. you put it like that like, <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter how good yeah. the singer is it's gonna be dog shit no matter how much you polish it <laughs> it's going to still be a turd yes that's correct <laughs> I feel like I feel like that scatting, is a scientific fact <laughs> scatting does not go over well with this crowd unless it's Crothers <laughs> it's like fair <laughs> and uh, or the scat man oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. okay <laughs> I'll take scat man he's alright with me he's alright with me uh, uh, I'm gonna go positive, like okay. like Rob. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that I listened past that first five minutes. I, we've got like a group chat, and I posted on that group chat when I was like four minutes forty seconds in. 
some very angry stuff about this record because I thought I was getting ready for an hour and 15 minutes of that. And immediately after I clicked post, uh, like the song started and I liked it from, from then moving forward with an exception of the vocals on Moon in June. Uh, yeah, positive for me. I'm going to give it a neutral. Um, I like the proggy stuff. I like the, you know, uh, experimentation with the loop, uh, you know, playback and sped up. Um, I like a lot of the playing, but each side is as if you're listening to like an orchestral piece. And that's the only way I can try to look at it in a positive way is, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to hear this orchestral piece. And if two out of the four parts of this are not good by my standards, um, well, I guess two is not bad, but it's just kind of traditional jazz and I don't really like jazz. Um, then it's not a good album for me. Uh, I'm just going to give it a neutral. I thought it was a, it was a phenomenal album. Um, it was certainly a, a blind spot in my earlier um, knowledge of, of the genre um, and it's a you know, number of genres. We're listening to the the synth outro on track four right now, which is a bunch of cool four over five over six patterns, um, and it's just hypnotic. And uh, really, like I said, I mean, the, the entire thing unfolds and is consistently, constantly rewarding and evolving. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to listen to this on my record player. Uh, yeah, I think ultimately I'd, I'd go positive just because of how it's... It's like one of the first sort of ambient, electronic, you know, experimental, and I do appreciate a lot of this sort of like jazz um, overlaying and sort of a repetitive pattern, you know, like what, what they're doing within there. However, I did find the first song a little jarring with being like cut up and it just felt a little off. I, I, I don't know. I had listened... I'm a big Sonic Youth fan, and that's sort of what they do when they create songs is they do this, like, recording, and a lot of other jazz musicians will do. They'll improv, and then they'll pick out the parts, and then it feels more like they then create the song based on parts and things like that, whereas it felt like this, they got into the uh, studio or a space, and they said, let's do this, let's improv, then cut it up, and it doesn't flow the way sort of like uh, those other Miles Davis uh, are brilliantly yeah. like cut up and bitches brew some of the sure, stuff yeah. there. It feels like those were like brilliantly like cut up to kind of flow in in a way, and so this is a little little I, distracting. I, I think this is me. that was meant to be more jarring, and that's coming out of yeah, the same school. Yeah. The music concrete. I mean, I get, those, a lot of that tape experimentation stuff is yeah. fucking jarring as all. I, as I all get hell. It. It's just and per, it's personal. Sure, it's, sure, it's, no. it's like a little bit. You know, when you're listening to a uh, music and you're trying to concentrate, and then it, it, it it's like flipping a page or something yeah. in a book, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh wait, hold on, sure. or going to it, actually just grabbing another book, opening, and a, different opening a different page, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's a little uh, strange in there. Didn't like the vocals, but it's doing enough. And you know, anytime someone's stretching out and trying for the moon, uh, I will, you know, I will give it its its due. I like that. Uh, I like. I like giving credit for people who are trying to pave new ground. I think for me, I'm going to give it a neutral because uh, I think mostly because I, I track three is not for me and the opening just seems too much. And it's just, it's not a way, I don't think it actually invites you into the mood of the album. That's what I think is so strange about it. Um, most of the record is actually like, kind of chill even though facelift is the most aggressive hmm. it's like it's just a really weird precedent and i think if i think about it like in percentages 
uh, I don't, I don't like like it enough to give it like that total positive. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, like I was saying, if I don't like two songs, does that mean that's it's fifty percent of the album? But it doesn't because then no, because there there's are moments moments within each song that I, I you know I think there's some cool stuff in here, but I think the what got me to push to neutral was. I don't see myself listening to this entire album mm. uh, on the regs or even like, I, you know, I mean, I don't know if I'll spin it again. I, I think there, there are songs that I might, I, I can really see applications. That's, I often think about these long ones as like, oh, I could totally see some of this stuff being used on soundtracks. That's the way I like to think about like songs that have interesting sections. And that's how I think I would enjoy this the most is like um, seeing it set to something or um, having one of these tracks like playing at an interesting time. Um, I don't know that I'm going to listen to the whole album, but I, th- I still think there's really cool stuff happening. I think there's some cool uh, groundbreaking stuff and some, you know, stuff that's happening that we're seeing a little more of with the keyboards and pushing the genre forward. Yeah, cool. All right, next time we'll be talking about Rod Stewart, Gasoline Alley. All right, thanks, y'all.